This is Monique John, and you're listening to the fourth episode of Cuckween, a blog and podcast drama telling the story of the disastrous relationship I became in Snerden while reporting on Liberia's 2017 presidential election in Monrovia. If you haven't already, make sure to listen to the introduction and past episodes of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at thecorrespondent.com, where you can find the blog posts of the series, original photos reenacting the story, the Cuckween soundtrack, and the Cuckween podcast. The link is in the podcast show notes. Furious at Boris for cheating. I embarrassed him in the last episode by aggressively flirting with his colleagues at the hottest holiday party in town. Boris apologized for straying, but how could I forgive him after he betrayed me? Keep listening to see how the story gets even juicier in today's episode. Today's show is called Like Sandcastles, but with a twist. Christmas Day passed, and so did the runoff. I kept my distance from Boris and slept over at a friend's house for a few nights. I avoided talking to him as much as possible. On the day of the runoff, I did call on him to keep his philandering ways out of my sight for the remainder of time in which I would be living with him. I needed to stay focused on my reporting duties and still triumph through the remainder of the election cycle in time for Inauguration Day. In my mind, the relationship was essentially over. I no longer cared if he continued speaking to Camilla because I didn't want to claim him anymore but I hadn't formally broken up with him yet. I was proud that I had accomplished one of my biggest reporting goals during the runoff by beginning to shoot my reporter reel, but I was still seething underneath. It wasn't until I started listening to a friend's voice of reason that I began empathizing with Boris's perspective. I don't think he was trying to hurt you, my friend Essence said. I think he just got sucked up in some old feelings for this other woman, and he made some really stupid mistakes. What he did was wrong, my friend said, reassuring me but I'd understand why he did it. I started thinking about the ways Boris may have felt neglected, and how imbalanced our relationship felt, with him seemingly putting more effort into it than I did on certain occasions, and I thought about the things I had said and done behind Boris's back that I knew would have hurt his feelings. Things like flirting with my other admirers around Monrovia, who were vying for Boris's spot, gossiping about how sloppy he was to our mutual friends, complaining about how excessively sweaty he was, and how I cringed at some of his advances to get close to me. Girl, I love my man, I said to one friend one night, before I discovered Boris's cheating. But I feel like I'm fucking my uncle. I didn't blame myself for Boris's cheating, but I recognized how I could have manifested it. Then I started considering that maybe the pain and neglect that caused Boris's cheating, as well as the pain and neglect that resulted from it, could be something we would be able to overcome if we acknowledged it, discussed it, learn from it, and put it in the past. Maybe healing from this could make us stronger and closer, I thought. Maybe this isn't the end. So I tried to be Beyonce. I looked Boris in the eye and listened as he apologized and told me he didn't mean to hurt me. I let him rub my naked body down in cocoa butter lotion before going to bed, as if we were conducting some kind of sensual, reconciliatory baptism. I started holding his hand again, I played with him in the sand at Painesville's Tropicana Beach on New Year's Eve. That night, I danced with him at a club with all of our friends to celebrate the beginning of 2018. I thought back to the good times we had together that made me enjoy being his girlfriend, and that made me feel like our relationship was real. Times like when he made me die of laughter on our first date because my pencil skirt was too tight to make it up the stairs to the restaurant he picked out for me. Or like when we treated his nephews to ice cream at my favorite parlor in Monrovia. Or like the sunny afternoon during which he held me in his arms as we sat on my balcony at the house I stayed at before I moved in with him 
We were looking at the Atlantic Ocean and talking about our dreams, our families, and our impressions of Liberia. I missed you so much. Boris whispered this in my ear after he kissed my forehead. I couldn't say anything in response. I could only take it in. He didn't seem to mind and kept making love to me. This time I wanted him to touch me. I willfully surrendered to him, like it was the first time. We can start again, I thought to myself. We can put each other back together again, as easily as we had torn each other in half, just like Warsan said. We can make the couple in doubt disappear. It could have been that easy. Our intimacy reignited a sense of hope and pleasure in me. I became so content with myself and with my bond with Boris that I quickly put his cheating behind me. I no longer felt threatened or overshadowed by the other woman, and I was energized to see that my own sexual activity had shifted back into alignment with my truest self as a sexual being. The self that only consents to sex out of desire and enthusiasm, never obligation or pity. The self who initiates, the self who curates her own sexual experiences. It would have been nice if things had stayed that way. But our relationship grew turbulent again once my boyfriend realized why I was able to forgive his infidelity so swiftly and seamlessly. I had cheated on Boris. The plot thickens. Next time on Cut Queen, meet my sexy side piece that I concealed from Boris on the next episode entitled He Was a Friend of Mine. This is Cut Queen, the blog and podcast drama telling the story of the disastrous relationship I became ensnared in while reporting on Liberia's 2017 presidential election in Monrovia. Keep following this story on iTunes and SoundCloud. Also, be sure to go to thecorrespondent.com, where you can find the original blog posts of the series, links to the podcast, original photos reenacting scenes from the story, and the Cut Queen soundtrack. The link to thecorrespondent.com is in the podcast show notes. This is Monique John. Thanks for listening.